0: Sized Apples Podcast with Alex and David Oh lord, oh lord How you doing man? It's uh, it's not fun moving that's for sure It's uh,
1: always a struggle. I thought I was pretty well prepared. Uh, It turns out uh, that was a load of horseshit. I was I was not even close to prepared. I was decently, I would say, unprepared for what I should have expected. It was I packed a quite quite a few boxes, but I left out some things that I could have definitely packed prior, and it made. Um, Friday a living hell we started at 7.30am and the last truck or the last U-Haul trip we made and when we finally unloaded it it was just shy of midnight so we moved all day and you know me I didn't eat except for early in the morning and dude I was pretty much a zombie by the end of it and I it was not fun uh, but I've got most of my stuff set up. I've got most stuff. I I haven't moved. It's a two-story house, so I'm on the second floor now. So a lot of the stuff I had to move upstairs, and it's uh, that's not fun either. But the house is incredibly – it's incredible. It's, it's way, way nicer than the last house I was in. Uh, you know, lots – you can see the windows behind me, lots of windows and lighting in my room – uh there's no trees in the front yard, which is important to me. Um
0: <laughs>
1: but we've got uh you know, Willow's pretty happy here. I can hear her pacing outside my door right now. But we're we're piecemealing this one. I don't even have my computer set up, so this is my work computer. And we're uh we're just rocking and rolling. Do I sound good? Is everything good? Sound good?
0: Yeah, man. You sound great. Right. Uh, how
1: was your how was your move? Your move was bigger than my move. You're moving into a house you you bought and it's brand spanking new. Y'all, do dented any walls moving stuff in or anything? Or did y'all not um, move?
0: So it's funny how we like moved exactly at the same time. Um, yeah, right. Just in case you were wondering, two fans. That's why you didn't hear from us last week because it was just I was deep moving- in move, man. dude. Deep moving in move. is moving is deep. Um, we got movers. And that shit still took seven hours. Jeez Louise. Um, Three story townhome, so. Oh, God. Hey, I couldn't tell you the last time I had stairs or had to go upstairs at my living place. So it has been. It has been a workout every single time. It's like I'm in the room, I'm in here, or something. It's like. I got to go get this from my car in the garage. got to go down three flights of stairs. And it's just like, ugh. yeah, I need like a converter belt or an elevator. One of those, uh, you know, on the, when you go to the bank, the old school way. Oh, it's like a line. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's what you need.
0: Hey Mia, can you, uh, bring up, uh, a water for me? (laughs) Thank you. It it was an adventure to say the least. Uh, It's funny because you know we got movers and stuff, and felt bad. They were like, at first they started off well. I mean the apartment first floor. It's not a far walk. So just you know with the, I'm losing the name of the thing. What's that thing they put the boxes on? The dolly. The dolly. And so you know just dollying everything up whatnot, and. But by the time they got to the house and they were like having to go up flights of stairs, brother. It's funny. It was a, yeah, it was a it was a three-man crew. You know, your typical crew. You got the old guy, experienced, knows all the little tips and tricks and whatnot. You got the the young, like ripped, you know, just, you know, just can carry He's the heavy lifter yeah The heavy lifter kind of guy and then you got the one that's kind of new, newer and they 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 just can't keep up like everybody else it was just funny just like me it was like what what's taking them so long i'm like because they take a like the newbie he takes a box all the way up to the third floor and then takes his time coming down the stairs
1: yeah shopping <laughs> and puffing yeah
0: I was like, I had to tell them. I was like, yo, if y'all need like a lunch break or something, we're not in, there's no deadline to get this stuff in here. I'm much, you know, if y'all need to take a lunch break, go eat or something and then come back. So that way you are fresh. I don't mind that, but they just wanted to get it, get it done.
1: Yeah, there, I moved some stuff in college. Um, I had a friend who moved worked at a moving company or like a furniture company and he would call me for my truck and they get i'm pretty sure this is how it works they get paid per job and so like if they finish up quicker they can do another job and then they get paid per job i don't think it's per hour they might get per hour but i think if you're able to knock out two jobs in one day that's a that's a win so some might do three jobs in one day i don't know we did not hire movers there was another friend of mine she was also moving, and she hired a crew, and I'm jealous of y'all, man, it was, uh, yeah, it was not fun doing, because, I mean, everybody, you know, wanes on motivation at certain times, and, you know, it's not like the end goal is to get everything moved, but, you know, there were some whispers of if we could do Saturday morning, and you know, I was just sitting there like, nah, dude, we're getting this done today. Like, we're moving everything. I'm not worrying about this. Like, we're we're done. And we moved fully out. Uh, yeah, everything seems to be here. Uh, there was really nothing left in the house. It was funny. I wasn't, like, I've been there three years, and I have lots of memories in that house, but I was not emotional whatsoever. I was just like, yeah, I'm ready to fucking leave this place. This place sucks. Because it was just, it was so broken down and old, that, you know, moving into this place, it's, it's like everything, like the AC in this house is, is leagues better than it was in the other house. Like it was, I was cold last night and I can't tell you last time. Actually, I can. The last time I was cold in the old house was when the freeze happened in Houston and the house was like 48 degrees. That was the last time I was actually cold. I'm sitting here right now and it's kind of cold. So, and it's 95 degrees outside and we have it set at, I don't know, 72 or whatever, but like in the old house you couldn't open one of the back doors because the foundation was slipping so bad. So like that just goes to show that over the course of time, there was just not the, the insulation wasn't there. So we're, I mean, it was just time, man. It was time to move. I was waking up every night because there was critters in the attic. Like it was, it was just time, dude. Yeah. Dude. Six points of entry into the roof after the tree fell on the roof. It was, it was just not, not, that was really the kicker for me when the tree fell. I was kind of like, all right, it's time to get out of here. <laughs> so that was that was it. But, yeah, it's been really nice. Uh, we still have some stuff to move upstairs. But overall, like, it's pretty much done. And, yeah, man, it's, it's just exciting finally being done. And spent basically all weekend just unpacking shit, like, all weekend. And this house is so much bigger. It's like we upgraded massively. And it, it's it's funny i'm finding places in the kitchen like put stuff where it's just like we have empty cabinets because we just don't have enough stuff to fill all that which is a good thing uh but i don't plan on adding to my collection of of nonsense because my god dude the amount of stuff that i had to pack was insane i mean we even took stuff like we left a lot of stuff too like just like a table and we had like some stuff outside that we left and like yeah left a bench that was sitting outside like we didn't take everything and it was still just a bitch and a half to get everything over here and yeah the 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 moral of the story is if you think you're done packing you're not done packing like everything should be packed so it was it was not not fun for us not having movers and i told myself too around this time last year that If I, or when I was going to move out that, move out of that house, I was 100% going to use a moving crew and we didn't. And here we are again. So I will say it again. I will be using a moving crew next time I'm done with all the nonsense. It is, uh, man, it was, it was just a trek. I mean, talk about, I sat down for work today and I took off two days last week, dude. It's just all in all, like I'm finally past like since basically Wednesday or Thursday of last week, finally like passed all of the nonsense. It just took that much out of me. I slept like a baby last night, the first night. So we got here Friday and the other guys moved their mattresses upstairs. And I didn't. So I slept on the dining room floor on my mattress the first night. And it was, just an experience to have a bunch of boxes sitting around you and sleeping on your, di- your new dining room floor. And yeah, it was, it was not, not enjoyable. So, but overall, I mean, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad we're moved in. It's funny. I sit here and I think like, man, I only have like 50 some odd weeks in this house and I put in all this effort. Was it really worth it? <laughs> you
0: know? mo- mo- moving, moving crew, hiring a movers is almost at this point, in our lives, essential. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, especially me with Mia, with how much, it's insane how much, dude, we have a two-bedroom apartment. Um, we had a two-bedroom apartment. And, I mean, the second bedroom was essentially an office slash storage space. 26-foot truck, damn near, like, filled it. Damn. I was just like, oh my God. Me, yeah. you have too much stuff. And well,
1: put it in perspective. I I we had three 20-foot trucks filled. Yeah, we had a lot of stuff, dude. I have a lot of stuff.
0: <laughs> so furniture though. A lot of furniture, really. Yeah, and it's it dude. I, I went to work the next day. I was exhausted. And I bear I mean, I didn't really I mean, I did some some stuff, but obviously not as much as like you did moving all moving all your own stuff and whatnot. And I was still like exhausted the next day. I'm like, why am I so exhausted? I mean, I carried maybe like six to ten, six six, seven boxes, maybe. Like <laughs> the lightest ones. <laughs> um but yeah, it's definitely moving is never ever fun. I envy the people that can just oh yeah, come pack our stuff. Oh yeah, just pack it, pay to pack everything in the car, what in the truck. Unpack it for us too while you're at it. You know what I mean? Um, eh? Oh, dude. And then now it's it it's it's kind of funny like how different the feel is now that I'm a homeowner. It's a little yeah. different. It's not an, a rental. It's not like oh, I'm renting this place and whatnot. Now it's just it's every every little detail. It's like uh yeah no um this and this and that. And then there's stuff on my end that I just I have to learn. Funniest fucking story. Um, I think it was was it our first night? Let's just go. It was our first night in here. And. I was like, all right, I'm I'm ready to shower. Like I wanna take a shower. Mia, she was smart. We ended up going back to the apartment because we still have the apartment for a little for a week or two. She went back to the apartment. She ended up showering at the apartment because we still had some few things there. But she was smart. She packed a duffel bag. I did it. <laughs> so mm. she actually had clothes easily accessible. Me? No. It's somewhere in some boxes. <laughs> um Rookie. So she showered, and I was like, you know, "I'll just shower at the at the house because I don't have any clothes or anything. I didn't pack a duffel bag. Cool, get back to the house, turn on the shower. I'm sitting there, I'm waiting for the water to heat up, I'm waiting. Five, six minutes pass by, and it's still cold, and I'm like, Fuck. no gas, oh no, it's a, uh, <laughs> it's electricity, all all electric." Oh so shit. I'm like, fuck, fuck, dude, no, and so, I went to go check the water heater, I was like, man, everything looks good on the water heater, man, fuck it, like, I'm just tired, whatever, just went to sleep, thought I could sleep it out, just sleep it through until tomorrow, the next day, I woke up like it. Three in the morning, like I cannot do this. I fell asleep, woke up three in the morning. I can't do this. I need to shower. Like I, f- I just feel it. I got what? up and the, I, I was like, I need, like I, I feel like gross. Like you Keep know going. It's, that's it's fine. And so, get up in the middle of the night. Just said, fuck it. I'm, I'm not gonna be able to go back to sleep. So I might as well just head over, get some clothes, head over to the apartment, and shower. Go to the apartment, shower. It's great. I'm feeling on top of the world. <laughs> Except for the fact that it's like four in the morning and like, I don't want to just crash. But it's like. Can
1: we just stop and talk about the willpower that you have to get up at three in the morning, get in the car and drive what, 10, 15 minutes away to it's, shower?
0: It's not even five minutes. It's so close. It's not even funny.
1: You're still getting in the car and driving to go take a shower. That to me is like.
0: That I that's slept how,
1: the first, the, I slept the first like two nights without showering. I took a shower because I had to go to an event on Saturday. That was the only reason I showered. <laughs> I was like, I, I was I just like, all right, we're in this.
0: I, I don't know. And it's weird because I'm not the guy, I'm not that guy that's like, that person that's like, oh, I haven't showered in three hours. I need a shower. Like, that's it's typically not morning. me. I, <laughs> but, um, uh, I was just like, dude, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I don't know what it was. I just felt it all over me, like, just sticky. I just felt sticky, and I was like, I got to go shower. Fuck it, I'm going to go shower. Go shower, it's great. Come back to the house. By the time I get back to the house, it's like five-ish, and I'm just like, man, I got to get up to go to work. It's not worth it going back to sleep, because then I'm really just not going to wake up. I'm not. Um, so I stay up, just unpacking random things, keeping myself occupied. My buddy, it, it's about like seven a.m. ish. My my buddy texts me back about something the night before. So I started telling him, I was like, man, I started telling him the story, whatever, about the water heater. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with the water heater. He immediately texts back, Did you check the breaker? And I already, oh. and I already knew right then and there, I was like, Fuck. I, I knew that was it. I knew that's exactly what was it. I run down the stairs, uh, go to the break, open the breaker and literally everything is on. There's only one switch off the fucking water heater. And I was just like, I am such a dumbass! Like, how do I not think of the water heater? like the breaker because you
1: lived in an apartment like it's not been a concern of yours
0: like how do i not think of like i just and that's why i say it's the home being a homeowner now it's like it's a different ball game you got to think of this shit like fuck dude i immediately turned it on i went to test it started running the sink water got hot instantly i was like come on bro I could have avoided all of this. It's a shame. And then literally... But you got a story out of it, at least. Yeah, <laughs> and literally the... Two nights ago, the toilet got clogged up, but it was like... I wonder who did that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, sounding all like... It was like, oh, this. this sounds weird. Typically, rental, you're like, I don't give a fuck. I just want to unclog this toilet, and then you know, move on with my life. But, you know, I'm kind of like, not only unclogging it, but I'm like, okay, I got to go check the sewer clean out, make sure the sewer clean out. Like, is there anything building up? Let me check the downstairs uh, toilet, make sure it's not a house issue, like a drainage issue within the whole house. And it's just like localized to the, our toilet and whatnot. And it's, it's, it's just, I already feel the effects of home ownership
1: wait till something breaks. It's guaranteed within the first year that something will break.
0: Uh like what cuz we already the people that came and put in the fridge already broke our hallway light, I mean our stairs light. So <laughs> that already broke. Uh Mia made a nice scratch on the wall when she tried moving some furniture on her own the other day. So I mean there's a nice little dent right there. I mean thankfully it's not it's not too bad. It's definitely easily fixable, but yeah it's it's, it's um uh, yeah it, 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 it's fun. interesting it's 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 interesting the details you notice when it's yours and not just an apartment complex or something
1: that's the thing about renting is like I like renting for a lot of reasons because you don't own it so it's not really your responsibility to fix mm-hmm. you i take good care of the rentals I'm in make sure that, you know, they look good, but that's more just me being me. Like we remulched the front yard in the last house, uh, where we put in mulch because it was just like so bad. It looks so bad from the front. And typically like most people just be like, I don't care. Like I rent. But for me, I was like, well, you know, pay the couple hundred bucks and get it mulched. But when you live in the house and you own it, like that is a requirement because HOA or things like that. I mean, I could go on and on about that. It's what I do for a living. So I'm happy that y'all moved in safely, man. This uh Yeah, it was a hell of a week for both of us and I'm still catching up on sleep, that's for sure. I'm physically like just toast. It's it's been uh Today was good though, because got got back on work and like got everything back in order. So I'm relaxed. We're here podcasting, we get to talk about the finals, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I got the tv set up last night in the living room and the sound system and everything so i watched the game as if you know it was like home home the couch was sitting in the middle of this giant living room that is you know pretty there's much box- empty
0: there's boxes yeah. everywhere
1: <laughs> yeah luckily a lot of the boxes are you know out of sight out of mind a lot of them are handled but yeah my room is an absolute wreck i mean i so i have like my bed frame has drawers they're at the bottom of it because I don't have a, a dresser or a chest of drawers, as one of my roommates calls it, which I love, chest of drawers. And so, like, but the bed frame is, I mean, got to be, you know, five million pounds. It's incredibly large and heavy. And, so, opposite of Ikea. <laughs> yeah, opposite of Ikea. It is an Ikea piece, though, which is hilarious. Oh, And the, I think about the Ikea pieces, you can't take them apart because, like, if you take them apart, they just don't go back together the same. So we have to carry that thing up, and I've got all my drawers sitting to my left over here, and all my clothes are just like spread around. I did pack a bag, luckily, so I, I can survive another couple of days out of the bag. But man, do I just want the the dresser in here? That'll be so nice to have. And yeah, it's it's been a uh, it's been an experience, that's for sure, man. I agree. It's it's never fun moving, but once you're done, it's like thank God.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I would say the only thing that's been bugging me is that our room is not done because. Um, me about this resold bed frame a few weeks ago, but the thing was it needed like a, a good cleaning. Um, mm. so she was working on once we got all the stuff in, got some time, she started working on cleaning it. All right, cool. That took like a day or two just cause other shit just popping up. I finally, uh, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Finally yesterday I took the time and like, put the bed all together the bed frame all together and stuff i'm like all right thank god i was tired of sleeping on a mattress on the floor and the thing is you know the bed the bed is the main it's the main thing of the room so if you can't if you don't get the bed together you really can't put the rest of the room together
1: I'm in that limbo um, right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so I put the bed frame together. I was so excited. I'm like, yes, tonight I'm going to get a good night's sleep. And then we could finally start getting the room, getting the dressers in there and like putting up the clothes. And you can, and you know, the room is what really, you know, as long as for me, as long as the room is complete, like together for the most part. I'm a happy camper. I mean, Mm -hmm. even though, like, in the living room and stuff, it's still kind of a mess, a wreck in the kitchen and whatnot, but I just need the room. I get all excited just for. I'm just for. We get back home at night last night. Mia's like, she looks at the bed frame and she's like, I forgot to get a box spring. Oh, God. And. I almost cried, rough. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Like, so we're not—we're still sleeping on the floor, and we can't get any progress done in this room. Like, and so yeah, we're still the box spring doesn't come until Wednesday. So, I you'd be toughing it out for a couple more days. Yeah, and so I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm still digging when I need clothes or something, digging through a box to find some clothes and whatnot. And it's just once, once that bed gets put together, I'll be probably be able to sleep. Honestly, we need curtains too. I'm not going to lie. We need curtains. We don't have any curtains yet or blinds, no blind. We don't have any blinds. So especially our, our bedroom, when the sun rises, that's where it's hitting like our bedroom. And so obviously with that, it gets hot in there very easily. As soon as the sun's coming up, it's fucking hot in there. And me, we're always waking up. And I'm just like, damn, it's so freaking hot. And me is like, why? Why is it always so hot in the room? I'm like, babe, like freaking the sun's soul. hitting The Hell sun soul. is directly hitting us. Like, that's why it's so hot in here. So that's another thing, too. Once we get some blinds up in that bitch and it's not as hot. That'll help me sleep a lot better too.
1: Damn. Let's make a swap though. I want to talk sports because it's been a while. Du, 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 du. So have you watched both of the games? Please tell me you have. It's the NBA Finals. Uh there's only been two. I yeah, believe.
0: I, I I watched the pretty much the ending of game two. Game one, I'm trying to remember when was it?
1: uh it would have been
0: uh thursday. 3 days ago thursday yeah. right oh i didn't know yeah. so i did not watch game 1 cuz that one was when we were moving so i but um yeah i watched i did that catch one. I, I did catch like you know highlights and all that good jargon and whatnot um so i, I said know. before
1: the series started I didn't say it on the podcast, which is so unfortunate that we took a break, but I said before the series started that Game 2 and Game 4 are the most important for either team. So now, with Miami winning Game 2, Game 3 is relatively important, but I think we can assume that the Nuggets are going to bounce back and win. So Game 4 will then be the most important. But also, if Miami... Carries the momentum from Game Two that they won into Game Three and win that one. Game Four is still the most important for Denver because if you go up three-one, you're going back to Denver. That's that's a big deal. So Game Game Two and Game Four are the most important. And I don't know what's been what's been going on uh, with with Jimmy, but I. I mean, they seem to be fine without him. I mean, at least not not the Michael Jordan Jimmy. It's like they've got Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson finally showed up. Tyler Hero might come back and play next game. They really need him. They really need another shooter. Kevin Love stepping up in the in the starting lineup that was huge. Kevin Love was jacking up threes like it was. He was the T Wolves Kevin Love. I loved it. It was it was great. So yeah, pun intended. Look at that.
0: But yeah. So um. I work from home today. nice part Mm. about working from home is I could just watch all the first takes undisputed of the world um, while I'm working. And so apparently uh, something is going on with Jimmy's dad is sick or something like that. Mm. Stephen A. It really is, Jordan. Stephen A. Did said something about that and just kind of briefly mentioned how that might have an effect on how he's playing. But it's funny for you to assume that the Nuggets are going to win game three because interesting enough, what I heard, which it's kind of making sense. So when you think about the Nuggets, first person you think about Nikola Jogic, right? Mm -hmm. So say if you and I were coaches, Going into facing the Nuggets, we would think, all right, how do we stop Jokic? Number one like priority for us to come up with. Assistant coach, sliced apples, assistant coach, David and Alex. Go research how to stop Jokic. All right, if you say so. So an interesting point was made. Um, I think it was, uh, I saw a clip from the Draymond Green show, actually, uh, with Steve Kerr. And Steve Kerr pointed out that the driving horse is actually Jamal Murray. It's Mm -hmm. not Nikola Jokic. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we've seen games where Nikola Jokic scores 30, 40 points, triple-double. He scored 41 yesterday, and they lost. And they lose. But if you stop Jamal Murray, that's the ultimate. that, That wins you the game, if you could stop Jamal Murray. So... He mentioned how that's why they inserted Kevin Love into the starting lineup to defend against Jamal Murray. Or who was it, Jokic? No, Jokic. He was on Jokic. I'm tripping. He was on Jokic because it's like, uh, Jokic isn't the priority Jamal Murray is. And I think Eric Spolster figured that out. And, yeah, I think that's going to be interesting on how Malone counters that because now obviously Spolstra should be coach of the year if they did like a post-postseason awards, yeah, like definitely. Eric Spolstra, coach, coach of the year. So, you know, Eric Spolstra counters with okay, we're gonna put Kevin Love, who's I mean, these days not really known for defending, we're gonna put him on mm-hmm. Jokic because we'll let, we'll let Jokic score 40. We don't get we don't care, mm-hmm. but we're, we're not gonna let Jamal Murray do his thing and it makes sense and, and it worked out yesterday um yesterday's game in game two so that's why I, I wouldn't assume that you know Denver's going to come out and win game three and it's only a matter of time before playoff jimmy just unleashes goku mode god mode it's only a matter of time it's going to happen
1: yeah i agree completely i think you know, Jokic, I, I agree with that because, you know, one player can't beat the entire team. And I was thinking about this, and I just have to say this. It's so funny. But how does this affect LeBron's legacy, you know? It's, like, always the question that's on Twitter underneath, like, anything. But you think about it, it's like LeBron was the outlier when it comes to that because you could try and stop every other player, and LeBron would still beat you. And that's... A testament to his greatness, and I think something that Eric Spolster, like you say, is recognized in the fact that Jokic can have 40-plus points, but Stan Van Gundy yesterday is saying, well, he only had four assists. And it's like, I mean, that's that is that's a valid point because you're right. Like One player can't beat you, especially Jokic, and Jamal Murray is the closer for the team. Jamal Murray is the one that takes him to the promised land at the end of the game. Jokic can get bucket anytime he wants, but Jamal Murray kind of takes your heart out when he does a step back three and the one he missed yesterday. Like, could you imagine if he had made that at the very end? I mean, that would have been, they would have gone into overtime, and I believe the Nuggets would have won because that's such a massive shot. And that's Jamal Murray's role is to show up, give you 25 30, but really show up like at the end of the game and close the game for you. Jokic just kind of gets you to the end of the game. And Jokic is the best player on the team. There's no argument there. I mean, I think he's the best player in the league. I don't, I don't think there's an argument. It's like him, Giannis, KD. I mean, those, those are like the best players in the league. But really, Jokic is, I mean, he's unstoppable. He, he jumps three inches off the ground and he gets 40-plus points in an NBA Finals game. Like, that's, that's insane. Nobody does that. You know, basketball is jump high and run fast and he does neither. So he's, it, it, is, it is the better strategy to allow him to get his... And just take the team away from him and see if Jokic can just beat you by himself because I don't think he can, and it's not because he's a bad player, or not because of this or that. It's just simply he's not LeBron James, and he's not going to beat the other team of five men just on on his own. I mean, he's. I think
0: I think it's the position he plays. Um, being a center, he's obviously supposed to be the man. Um, Main mainly doing his damage down low. You know what I mean? A lot paint area just in that vicinity. And I feel like that's why he can't be a, a one man kinda deal in a way, because you know, if you look vice versa, Jamal Murray can do that. He's a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. So if he if he he can drive, he does have that ooh. Uh, he might shake you out of your shoes a little bit, and that creates openings, different kind of openings for the teammates, cuts to the baskets, those easy, ma- mainly those easy ones, those easy layups, because you know everybody's so, like LeBron James, everybody is so like, oh my God, what is he going to do? But at the same time, LeBron James isn't clogging up the paint area for the mm-hmm. most part, because that's not his position.
1: Mm-hmm. Whereas
0: Jokic that's his position. He's supposed to be down low. That's, Mm -hmm. that's what the center position is. Now I know he's a little different. He, he doesn't, he's not always just, you know, paint monster and whatnot, but I think ultimately that that's what plays a huge factor in that is that that eliminates open cuts to the rim. That would just be easy buckets instead. I mean, yeah, maybe might get some open three pointers, but Shit, who knows? Michael Porter Jr. had five points, you know? Who knows, like, three-pointers that kind of hit and miss. L- open layups? Anybody in the NBA is making that.
1: It is, it is so pre- like predicated on him having at least 10 assists. I mean, he has to get the other team, or his team, involved because that's the only way they're going to win because Jokic can't beat the Heat on their own. Because the Heat play, like, team basketball almost it feels like better than the nuggets do which is funny because when you look at the teams and how they how long they've been together i mean the nuggets have been on this run trying to push to the finals for what 3 4 years now i mean they've been really trying to get there and it's kind of the same core guys that well, have been injuries, together
0: they've been injury plagued injuries true
1: but you just look at it and, like, when you put Kevin Love in 2023 in the starting lineup and you win that basketball game, that's, like, that's team basketball. That's, like, that's how they're winning this is that they just are playing better team basketball. And then Duncan Robinson finally makes some shots and Gabe Vincent is a baller. All the undrafted guys just show up out of nowhere. They did have that kid yesterday, Braun. Um, what's his name? Christian Braun who came in the first quarter and just absolutely dominated. I mean, he had two steals in the first quarter. He ended up having six points in the first quarter. I mean, for a bench guy to come in and disrupt the game in the way that he did was massive, but you can't allow whatever the run was at the end there of like I could pull up but I mean 36-25 in the fourth quarter. You can't allow that. I mean, that's that's just that's just bad basketball to close the game. That's like that's Jamal Murray's role right there is not to shut them down, but to match shot for shot, like put up the points that need they need to win the game. And if you shut him down at the end of the game, Nikola Jokic can't I don't think he can win it for you. It's definitely I'm still picking Denver. I still lean on Denver. I think they're gonna bounce back and win game three. I think they'll probably win game four. Uh, and then you're down three one and what do you do? So I don't know. I mean, but the, the Miami Heat, like I say that, you know, kind of not proudly because Miami Heat could show up, you know, on Wednesday or whenever they play. I think it's Wednesday. And they could absolutely dominate again. You know, Jimmy Butler could show up. I mean, he only had, what do he have, 27 or something? I mean, he didn't even break 30. To, or 21, sorry. So he didn't even break 25, 30 points. And that's, you know, as the star player on the team – he's he's due for a 35 or a 40 bomb. I mean, he's due. And he'll come out and get it. And can the Nuggets match that? Because I'm not sure. I mean, Jamal, it, it's really just Jamal Murray. You're like, you're 100% right in that Jamal Murray has to show up and be the guy that takes them to the promised land, even though Nikola Jokic is the guy. Because he's going to get his, and you can't stop Nikola Jokic. Like, I, I've watched him play enough now to know that, I don't think there's a way you can stop him like you can't bully him he he makes all these little like flick shots around the around the rim that just go in every time and it's not luck it's not the bounce of the ball it's the fact that he just makes those shots and he's going to get two points It's kind of like oddly enough like Kevin Durant where Kevin Durant you give him the ball and you're going to get points on the other side so kind of the same idea except it's just he's not a shooter like KD is obviously, but he, he gets, he can get you two points anytime.
0: Here's the thing. I think, I think heat win game three. And then game four is a pretty close one. Whether the heat pull it out or nuggets pull it out. um, The reason I say that is because the heat, the thing you can always count on is the heat are going to be coming to every game. Well coached with a well, good game, great game plan. And they're going to, they're going to bring it. Like, they're going to bring the effort. They're going to bring the intensity and whatnot. Because cause they're, they're the underdogs, dude. They have that chip on their shoulder. Denver, yes, they won game one, but the Heat shot, like, piss poor. And I think they had, like, two free throws in the whole game. Some crazy number like that.
1: And Jimmy only had 13. And... and- Caleb Martin with three. Max Struz with zero. I mean, that's, that's just not going to work.
0: Yeah, they, they literally had, like, shooting is shooting. You're going to go through ups and downs. Um, anybody will. And th- at this level, it's the effort, the intensity you bring. Um, and I can rely on the heat, game in and game out, doing that. The Nuggets, questionable. I know, uh, like you said, Jokic is going to get his. What about Michael Jordan Michael Porter Jr. like is he going to put in that same effort when shots aren't falling cuz I'm pretty sure that's who uh Malone was kind of low key at subtweeting during his post post game press conference um and it's funny cuz it's come to my attention through Twitter basketball twitter that Michael Porter Jr does not pass the ball <laughs> I saw this little like highlight reel of like Michael not swinging the rock Porter Jr. and I'm like, oh my god, this man really does not pass the ball. There were some plays, some drives he had, and I was just like, bro, pass the, you got an open teammate over? Nope, that man does not pass the ball. But
1: um, anyway, back to, yeah, I'll have to watch that. I haven't noticed that, so I'll have to watch for him not to pass the ball. (laughs)
0: I can't help but feel like, you know, this whole time the Nuggets had a big chip on their shoulder because nobody believed in them. But now that they're in the finals against the Heat, they're overwhelmingly the favorites. And, you know, now everybody's on their bandwagon and whatnot. And I can't help but think that they they and by they I mean everybody essentially outside of Jokic and Murray. They're kind of reeling in that, you know. They're they're feeling it. They're like, yeah, yeah, I'm the, guy. yeah, we're that team. We're them, and that's what it's gonna come down to. Are those guys gonna show up? Are they gonna play with that same intensity, game in and game out? I can tell you right now, the Heat are. Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, all the way to Yodonis Haslam. If he has to come in the game, is gonna bring that <laughs> energy. Like, I it is and. I think ultimately if the Heat win this series, that's that's what it's going to be because you're going to go cold. Somebody's going to not be able to shoot. The, the thing is the Heat got their game out on the first game. They got that out of their system that can't hit 27 straight missed threes. Damn. Um, yeah. You know, performance and whatnot. That, that's not going to happen again. And they're going home. Whew. I, I can eat. I, I it is not too far fetched to see this coming back to Denver three-one in the Heat's favor, Miami's favor.
1: I mean, that's why I say I think I think the Nuggets will still win this series, uh, but I'm not saying it with a lot of confidence. That's for sure. Like I'm, yeah. It's, it could. It's, it's, it's one of it's, those
0: things. Denver has the talent, far superior talent, but Miami has. Those intangibles that you could rely on the 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 things that the hard work the the energy and whatnot that you know that you could bring that game in and game out sometimes with talent, if you just rely on talent too much you know it's basketball sometimes you just the shot just won't go in. You know what I mean? We, we we all play basketball. We all know like we have those games where it's just like, holy shit, man, I should be in the NBA. I'm making everything. <laughs> and then the normal games where it's like, I can't buy a bucket.
1: <laughs> so you have been working from home and catching up on all the different sports and whatnot. And I've been you know doing my best as I've been going more and more into the office but one of the big things that you seem to be fully caught up on and I'm very interested in is the Shannon Sharp talk I mean what what is going on here he's leaving undisputed it looks like it's confirmed 100% you know he reached a contract buyout and you know it looks like I'm reading you know st- he says stay tuned for certain things. And I mean, what, what is, give me, give me the rundown. What's happening.
0: Uh, Yeah, dude, bought out of the contract. I I don't know what's going to happen, man. I don't know. It's a lot of question marks and it's kind of, it's kind of a fun thing because it's like, who, who's going to, who's going to be on undisputed. So who's joining skip names? The names that were thrown out there were Emmanuel, Acho. Um, Nick Wright and Joy Taylor those are the three names at least internally that uh, were thrown out there as far as Shannon Sharp <laughs> man I think he has I think he's I, I can't it, it'll be hard to believe that if he's not a heart like hardly sought like everybody just wants this guy I mean Stephen A on his own podcast was like you know shannon sharp you come on first take i wouldn't mind that i'm just like dude uncle uncle shay shay and steven a on the same show i don't know bro i don't know if i could do (laughs) i don't know if i could handle that bro that's damn blasphemous that would
1: be that'd be ideal i mean if it's funny. Do you think I've I haven't been this excited for a free agent since probably like it's it's like sports like NFL NBA level, like free agent excitement when it comes to him or like be the same thing if like Stephen A decided or like when more recently Pat McAfee with his big announcement of joining ESPN. You know, that's that is it, it, I find that stuff kind of cool, like the business side of things, the sports media side of things, because it's changing. You know, I was really grateful, and I was working in sports media and writing a lot that I didn't stay in it because i I kind of in a weird way, foresaw some of this happening where I just knew ultimately if I went you know eight, ten years down the line and put you know just hit the grindstone as best I could and boots on the ground the whole bit, I just knew that ultimately like it was gonna shift towards somebody who had more quote experience meaning like a a former player or somebody that was in a front office or like it, it really seems like sports media is going in that direction that you have to have like I mean almost on the field experience with the sport you're covering in order to get the opportunity now which I love because that's how it should be right like the the players who are leaving the game they shouldn't just leave the game and like be done with it like they should they should impart their knowledge on the masses through media through interviews through youtube clips like whatever it is like even if they're still working as like a player coach in a weird way like assistant coach wide receiver whatever it is you see a lot of people doing that like i believe steve smith former wide receiver for the panthers worked with the panthers organization as a wide receiver coach before going over and working for Fox I believe is who he's with or CBS one of the two and so I like that that path of former players getting opportunity and it kind of it feels like you know the professional sports league kind of free agency feel I I'll say this I would be surprised if Shannon Sharp joins ESPN like I would be surprised if he leaves Fox Sports and goes to the direct competitor. ESPN, because like typically you gotta imagine, and I have never been in the rooms, but you gotta imagine that during these negotiations, like he lays out some sort of plan that he has, like his, you know, and if that plan included a direct competitor, you know, they're obviously going to try and keep that person on their side rather than allow him to go to the direct competitor, whether it be pay him more set up the show around him, do something different, like adjust to his lifestyle, you know, promote his brands or whatever, like, whatever it is, you know, for example, like Stephen A. Smith with first take, he's, he's a, I believe he's an executive producer is his, uh, his title on first take. So he's not only, you know, a spokesperson or the figurehead on first take. He's also, he he partially owns it in a way. So that's kind of one of those things that like it's it's locked him in place to where Stephen A would never go to Fox Sports. Stephen A would never if he went anywhere, he would do the Pat McAfee route, which is he'd go be independent and build that instead of going to a direct competitor. So I imagine he'll probably go independent. And I'm just really curious to see what he ends up doing because his podcast Club Shay Shay is pretty popular. I mean, it's up there. He's 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 got one of the better shows.
0: So it it's kind of like Skip in a way, except I think Skip has a lot more say at Fox Sports than Absolutely. Stephen, a. Stephen A has at ESPN. Oh. I don't um, know. Maybe. Well, Probably. It's funny because uh, I've been watching a little bit here and there over this. Of um, You remember Marcellus Wiley?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So He's he has wild. his own
0: YouTube show. And honestly, this man doesn't. I mean, he doesn't care. He spills all the beans, bro. Essentially, and he he was saying how every skip runs everything. Like skip run, everything is ran through Skip. I mean, I don't know if you noticed, they don't really have un- undisputed. They don't really have guests like they used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, no, I've no- noticed. Yeah, yeah. So before they used to have great guests. Apparently, he yeah. he mentioned. He didn't tell the full story, but he just mentioned something about. Something happened with one particular guest, like saying something about Skip. They're, they're like, "All right, we're not not doing guests anymore. Just just cause." And um, but
1: he's a he's a he's a big piece of their organization on the sports side. I mean, he was a big piece. That's their number one show. You know, I really used to like. First things first, when it was in the morning, because that was the one I, I I usually watched. It was early morning. Nick Wright, Chris Broussard, all those guys. I really like that. They moved that to the end. I don't even that know what's in the morning it's like now.
0: No, nah, the morning is some. Ugh, it's weird. It's some weird. I don't. Even but
1: they kind of did the same thing at ESPN. Where ESPN, thank God, they have Mike Greenberg because Mike Greenberg and Stephen A. kind of carry the entire ESPN program at this point. Like I don't know if you noticed, but the Mike Tannenbobs of the world. And the Kendrick Perkins of the world. And like, I don't think they necessarily do the best job. And I mean, they know what they're talking about. I'm never going to say they don't know because they played or they were involved at, you know, an executive level. But as far as like being able to carry their own show, like, there's not very many of them over at ESPN. It's kind of a similar concept at Fox Sports. I mean, I think Nick Wright. I don't like Colin Coward, but I mean he's he deserves his respect. And Colin there's Coward they have...
0: is, is consistency. Like he's yeah. the guy. Like he's never gonna be like, oh, Colin Coward is this, but he is consistent as he is at that same high level. Yeah. this whole time, and it's never gonna change. It's he will always be yeah. up there because the he just has a solid program, a solid system going, yeah. and. That's what I wonder. You're talking about the new independent things. I'm like, is there really without Shannon Sharp? Another thing Wiley, uh, Marcellus Wiley mentioned was that, you know, Skip, with Skip running the show, it's kind of like, I can't have this guy. Because obviously, Shannon Sharp over time has become more popular than Skip Bayless. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's kind of, I just feel like it's weird. Like, I feel you could just watch it now compared to a year and a half 2 years ago it's just different it's just uh and i feel like even with Shannon sharp you never there's no of those highlight clips of him cuz i think he's not he's already he's out the door he has one foot out the door so he's just like i'm just here to finish out finish out my contract and my obligation and i'm i'm done i'm out um he's real I'm but he, that's just
1: not who he is right he's a workhorse like and he's talked about it on the show where he used to go in the very beginning and like study like it was film study the the tape like what he just put out on the air see how he can improve see what he can add to it like where's his knowledge lacking like those kinds of things so i think yes his foot is off the gas but you got to think like right before you're about to sell a business if you're viewing it that way like Why would you slow down? Like you would, you would maintain the same level of, like you're saying, Colin Coward, same consistency, but you wouldn't continue to elevate your game. But I I don't think he's by any means like you know took taken his foot off the gas. He's maybe just put it on cruise control.
0: Yeah, it it, and it's not his business to sell. That's why it's it's kind of like he 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 has the highlight reels. He has the tape. He's he's gonna be well sought after
1: and he's dude, one of the best man he's up there if, with Stephen a
0: yeah and the thing is, is like i think it's just their their chemistry it was mainly what i was pointing at like their chemistry along with him having a foot out the door it's kind of like uh, i don't I, you just don't bring that same energy when it's like yeah. uh, i gotta sit across the sky whatnot and i really wonder for what skip is doing is there still really a market for that because as of right now for a long time i was saying you know undisputed over first take but over me time too. over time like recently i, I don't even watch undisputed because i just like i don't either puts me, puts me to sleep like it's like just boring whereas first take at least you know i get some nonsense i get jj reddick and kendrick perkins and just nonsense going on that can entertain me. I remember I was like this morning, (laughs) Kendrick Perkins was like, JJ, I know you never played defense. You never played on this side of the ball, but, and I was just like, Oh, 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 yeah. (laughs) But that was
1: like, that was what, see, that's the genius in Stephen a that you got to think like character wise. And, Never judge anybody by what you see on TV character-wise. But if you look at how things are lining out, if what Marcellus Wiley said is true about Skip Bayless in regards to kind of running the show and not having guests, like the reason, because I'm the same way where I haven't watched Undisputed. I haven't watched Undisputed probably since he said that thing about DeMar Hamlin. Like that Mm. that was like the cutoff point for me. Because you I really saw that like he was not accepting responsibility or any accountability for like what he said, essentially, like he just kind of glazed over it, and i I just didn't like that. It wasn't necessarily like a character thing for me. I just kind of realized I was like he's never going to admit like any flaw in his process like he's just he's never gonna like quote, improve if that makes sense. like in the public eye, meanwhile Stephen A is consistently saying like, OK, yeah, no, I got this wrong or, you know, I'm never going to say anything that's I'm going to never going to judge anybody's character. Like, I only judge you by your game. Like he's very like matter of fact about things. And it kind of shows in the way that the shows are structured, because with Stephen A bringing on a rotating cast, like some of them aren't great, like we, I won't name names, but some of them just aren't like you watch them. And you're like, OK, this person doesn't know what they're talking about or they're clearly taking a side because they have to, or whatever it is. But at least it's, like you say, entertaining because it's new people every day. It's new voices. With Shannon and Skip, it's like when you take the guest aspect out of it, it's just two guys debating. Like That's why we have guests on, because every once in a while, it's nice to like have a different voice come in and say something, because it's, it gets kind of mundane just the two of us like you kind of i mean two fans who have listened to us for almost 500 episodes like they they kind of know the sides. yeah i know right we're almost at 500 they they kind of know the sides that we're we're on like you kind of you have an idea at least like we've changed as people over time but like the crux of like our points are kind of similar to where we started so that's why you bring the guests in because like we had Brett on you know a while back a couple weeks ago and he talked about carmelo anthony saying you know Steph Curry's Carmel Anthony with a better team. You know, that that kind of stuff, like, we would just never say. But, like, you bring on a guest because it adds, like, a different flavor to the mixture. And Undisputed just doesn't have that anymore. So there's only so many, like, rambunctious things that Shannon or Skip can do or say that keep it entertaining. Like, you have to eventually have, like, different flavors in the mixture. And that's what First Take has done so well.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, Yeah. Essentially. But it's gonna be interesting to see.
1: I think he'll go Uh, independent because like he's not gonna go join ESPN unless he has like his own kind of thing, right? Like there's just no way.
0: I could see him joining like a a Pat McAfee or something.
1: That would be so badass. But like the thing about Pat McAfee is is because I thought about that earlier. Pat McAfee though, it's like it's kind of the same idea as like why JJ Watt won't join Pat McAfee. Not because he wouldn't be great, he'd be fantastic, but at the end of the day, like Pat McAfee, it's the Pat McAfee show. Like, AJ Hawk is a perfect partner for him. Pac-Man Jones is a perfect partner. And then the other guys, like, they're all great because they're all kind of... a They're a supporting cast. Like, they're a perfect supporting cast. Like, AJ Hawk has the name recognition. He has the accolades. He's really good at what he does. He's, he's really funny. He's, like, funny in a weird dad way. But he if you watch the shows that pat isn't involved in and aj's running the show it's just not the same so like jj joining pat mcgafee it's kind of the same concept where it's like jj's kind of like his own thing just like shannon is his own thing so he's not a supporting cast member he's a he's a main player so it's hard to find a spot for him that isn't independent
0: it's funny that you mentioned that because it reminds me a lot of uh Hawani and uh DC. Um they I felt like they had a really great show together, but once Hawan uh, Ariel Hawani left ESPN did his own thing and then they made D C and RC, it kinda put uh Daniel Cormier in the role of facilitating the main the main guy, commentator and whatnot. And I just feel like he's like He's weird in that role. It's not suited for him. Like he he's the good number 2 guy that comes in with the jokes and like, you know, all that stuff. Um it's funny though. Uh Pat McAfee today broke some I don't want to say breaking news, but broke some uh, rumors uh about that boy Aaron Rodgers. Oh. So uh uh, as a lot of people probably know, Taylor Swift and her man just broke up. Shut up. I and didn't McAfee watch that. And A.J. Hawk over there talking about, wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers is the next next one. You know, he was at two of her three Meadowland shows. I mean, and I was just like, uh, what? I'm like, if they're talking about this on Pat McAfee, even though they're not confirming anything, I'm like,
1: well, okay, Whoa. there's there's an F1 racer named Fernando Alonso, and there was rumors that him and Taylor Swift were dating. Because he and Fernando played into it, like, like awesomely. He he had a couple, of like, video, short videos that came out just through, like, F1 or through Aston Martin, the team he drives for, and, like, the song 22 was, like, playing in the background. And he just, like, sat there and, like, winked or something like that. I mean, he, like, played into it, so... Who knows? Like the Taylor Swift sweepstakes might might keep going. Aaron Rodgers well, it, would be a good candidate, though.
0: It, it, it the thing is that solidifies it that one, you know, on the Pat McAfee, they do things the right way. They don't ever just like throw, you know, dirty rumors out there just for the hell of it. Two, they're like BFFs with Aaron Rodgers, so if they are putting it out there, it, there's something to it. You know what I mean? It's not just like a yeah. Oh, we're just being messy and gossiping. Like, these are legit some of his closest Aaron Rodgers' closest friends, and they run a legit show and whatnot. Uh, I, I think there's something to it, whether it happens or not. I mean, two of the three concerts? Damn, Aaron Rodgers, shouldn't you be learning the playbook, brother? Like,
1: man's out partying like crazy. I love it, though. He deserves it after spending all those years in Green Bay. Now he's. In the Big Apple, you love to see it.
0: Yeah. Um, one so,
1: quick... yeah, talk to me about the finals, the Stanley yeah, Cup. One,
0: yeah. One real quick thing before we hop off Stanley Cup Finals, freaking Vegas win. I think it was five to two. It's funny because I texted y'all like, "Dude, Florida's gonna win this shit. They got that dog in them." And but they, they were just they were just too. They were very, they're very. They're. It's very easy. To have too much of a dog in hockey, because then you start getting undisciplined, starting doing stupid shit, and end up in the penalty box for dumb shit, and then you kind of screw yourself over. So essentially, that's what the Panthers did. They were they came out very aggressive. I, I think they came out with the intention of like we're gonna show that we're gonna bully the shit out of them, whether we win or lose, we're just gonna bully them and just. They just overdid it, and, um, yeah, Vegas beat them 5-2, but you can never count out Florida as, you know, any Miami team right now that are in the finals. No, Um, you can't. But we'll see. Game two is Tuesday, Tuesday night, I believe. I really hate these, like, with the finals and the Stanley Cup, the so the separation in between games like <laughs> we get this up.
1: happens every year, though, we get so accustomed to watching like high level sports every night and then it reaches the finals and it's both hockey and basketball at the same time. And then we get two day breaks between every game and it's shitty.
0: Yeah, I really it's, feel like it should be it. it should be every other day. I should get one night of NBA finals, the next night Stanley Cup, the night doing? after NBA finals. It, that's what the schedule should be. It's it's should, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I didn't get to watch the game in its entirety. Um, I was able to catch a good chunk of it on my phone. Like, shoot. but yeah, ultimately uh, that that's gonna be a good series because power versus finesse. Um, like I said, undisciplined Panthers. They came out, came on a little too strong out there, but gonna be exciting. Love to see it. Two fans. We moved. We got
1: to figure out when the 500, number 500 is. Maybe we'll do something fun for that. But you know where to find us until then. At Slice Apple's Pod, at Slice Apple's Podcast.
0: Every Tuesday and Thursday-ish. And uh, we'll see you next time.